Welcome to the Random Tea Random Miniseries Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Houdini and Doyle Season 1, Episode 3, In Manus Day. And today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash Podcasts. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Yay! Cool! You're supposed to yay me. Yay! Yay! yay. Sorry. I'm trying to get away from the yay. Oh, I like it. Okay. Well, yay! yay. Okay. So do check that out. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty sweet deal. I mean, a free and audible book. And audible's I mean, good stuff. It is. Oh, man. They have so many good books. Good people. Um. So, yeah. This week, we're talking Houdini and Doyle. Woo! As opposed to last week, where we were talking... Houdini and Doyle. Doyle, and next week we're talking Houdini and Doyle. Houdini. Anyway. Good job, yeah, good thank job, you. us. Thank you, thank you. Um, the day that we are recording this is Mister Mister Sir, Mister <laughs> uh, Sir. Why do you let me talk? <laughs> because it's entertaining to me. <laughs> Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's one hundred and fifty seventh birthday. He's judging all of you today. from beyond the grave. Yes, he is. He's fabulous. So happy birthday. Arthur, cause. I love you, ACD. <laughs> That's just what I call him in my head because it's easier. It really is. Um, so what do you think of this week's episode? I thought it was good. My only, I thought it was cool that we're continuing with the colorblind casting. My only fault was that the bad person was a woman of color. And I was hoping that that wouldn't be the case. Okay. But... You know, but I kind of feel like that's overshadowed by the point that they did colorblind. Yeah, because they did not. They did not make reference to these two being no uh, being um, uh, persons of color. Yeah, I was going to say African-American doesn't jive here because they're not American. <laughs> no, but yeah, I thought it was really cool that they did it, though. And there were people in the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very it was mixed and and they don't once bring it up yep it's not part of the investigation brought up in a derogatory way it's not brought up at all so i think that's pretty cool i mean and we see uh elias sitting in a restaurant like any exactly where he would have been separated yep the colored section yeah whatever so so i I was i was pretty pleased about that i didn't really I think that this episode spotlighted that more than any of the episodes we've seen so far. I do too. Because, and that was in my head, I was like, okay, I could make a case for the convent in the first episode because that's kind of its own little socioeconomic system. Sure. Um, And, you know, they they might pride themselves on, oh, we take in all kinds, you know, these But they never brought it up. But they never brought it up. And then this just kind of highlights that they're not going to, do anything with that like they're just gonna let him be cast and i think it's great i think it's awesome um i think more shows need to do that so, well, period or otherwise it's true it's true uh well you know them british they they're they're a little bit more progressive than they're we better are. about it than us americans that's true so go team um i guess i don't know <laughs> uh the director for this episode <laughs> is not the same from the first two episodes okay this director would be daniel o'hara Okay. Who has directed a couple of episodes of Doctor Who? <gasps> Yay! And I'm gonna be like you when I get when I talk about Walking Dead. Which one? Which episode? Um, but he also directed eight episodes of Being Human. 
Oh, okay. That would be the British. The UK version. The UK uh, being human, not the American clusterfuck. And I'm, I'm looking up Of being up human. At, oh, he was, he was in season nine. He did good. Okay. He did good stuff. Okay, good. A two-parter. I have no idea. No idea. I guess Yay. that would be the two episodes. There you go. Um, the writers this week are some ladies. <gasps> Yay, lady writers. They would be uh, Melissa Bayer. Okay. And Trina Hancock, they are writing partners. Oh, that's awesome. So anything you see that one has done, the other one is on. Okay, that's cool. That's kind of like Tara Butters and Michelle Fazaic on um, Agent Carter. Are you sure that's... Michelle... (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll go with that. That's cool. Uh, Well, the two of them have written... uh, They've done written several CSI episodes, um, among other things. But they are also the co-EPs of eight of the... Houdini and Doyle. Oh, okay. Episodes. Cool. That's neat. So, yeah, there's they're very who they, they got a lot of crossover between the executive producers and the writers. They really wanted to see this done. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is a lot of fun. So, um, you ready for a recap? Hell yes, I am. Okay. Well, we start out in a revival-looking tent thingy. <laughs> it's a very specific description, don't you think? I know that is. And Mr. Lois Downey is a faith healer. Okay. And he tells us the heartfelt story of this miracle of his sister was little, saving her life, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so there's this Mr. Frederick Batch who's calling him a fraud. Right, heckling right. Him and not a happy bunny. No, he's not. Uh, Elias warns him. He's going to, you know, incur the wrath of God. Right, right. And uh, so Elias goes back to whatever he was doing and Frederick starts coughing and he collapses and he's vomiting blood. Yeah. This was a very vomitous episode. First five minutes of Supernatural, right there. Mm-hmm. They even had a Faith Healer episode. They did. They have. They did. They will again. No, maybe <laughs> not. Well, Never know. I don't know. I still got another season to go. So, <clears throat> then we go to Doyle, who's getting ready for a fancy, fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. And his wife is there. Yeah, we were confused. I thought Much it confused. was a flashback immediately. Uh, I was just confused. Okay. So, Tui's there. And she's trying to get dressed, but uh, Doyle would rather make out. Right, right. Tui, Tui wants to go to dinner. I'm and kind of in both camps. Like, yeah, making out with Tui, that's fine. That would but be also sweet. food. But also food. Yeah. Especially yeah. if somebody else is cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's better. That's why I always, when, when, when my daughter cooks for us, I'm like, those are the best meals. Mm-hmm. If somebody else is cooking. Mm-hmm. So um, she's got this pretty dress, and he starts to un. <laughs> instead of doing it up, I was he like, starts to undo it. Go ACD. He's, he's a, he was yeah. He was trying to distract her pretty seriously. He loves but, his wife, but she's like, no, we're going to dinner. She gives him a she gives him a nice good smooch though. Yeah, bless him. Um, but then we see that it's actually Doyle. Remembering, remembering. It's a memory. Yeah, and it's kind of sad. And he starts to pack his wife's dresses away in these really fancy boxes. Yeah. I thought they were very nice. I thought they were too. Um, but his daughter walks by the door and sees what he's doing. And she's like, no, don't do that. She's Aww. coming home. No, no. You it bad man. It hurts. It was really sad. Yeah. So, as seems to have become our episode uh, formula. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The gang is suddenly in Mary's office. They didn't even explain why they were there. They were just like, hey, they're what's just, up? We're here. And they're talking about the death of Mr. Batch. It was mm-hmm. in the newspaper, really? They also they didn't even bother to show us them looking at nope. in the newspaper. It's, just, just, it's done. Um, Houdini's saying that um, the the guy was 
Mr. Batch, mm-hmm. Frederick, was sick when he went in the tent, and um, it's that it's just a show, just like his is. A, he does a show, he just tricks. Yeah. And uh, Stratton agrees with Houdini, and Doyle's like, what? You're, you don't believe in... He's, she's like, well, yeah, but not just anyone can channel the hand of God. Yeah. She's like, no, I believe, just, you know, not everybody. Not everybody. And, uh, but Doyle reminds them that Elias doesn't charge admissions, that he's different, and Houdini says they would save more lives by proving him a fraud. So we have our typical argument yeah. set up that we always have. Faith versus reason. Yes. Uh, Houdini and Stratton want to have an autopsy done to determine the actual cause of death, but Maring's got nothing doing. Nope. He says, you're not the boss of me. He just wants to be obstructionist. And he sees no evidence of a crime. And so he's he's like, no, we're just going to bury him. And so the three go out into the hallway, and they're like, you heard him. We should investigate this. Wink, wink. And Stratton's like, I know exactly where to start. <laughs> so uh, she's so adorable. I mean, she's like, precious. But I'm I'm glad that we kind of bypassed the whole the bullshit pretense. The of bullshit getting pretense. Them there. Yeah. It's like yeah, they're fighting crime. It's fine. Well, and we know which side Houdini's on. We know which side Doyle is on. Yeah. And we already know that Stratton kind of leans towards Doyle's side, but she wants she still wants to investigate it. Yeah, and she's she's kind of although although she tends to lean more toward Doyle, she doesn't refute evidence like Doyle does. True. Doyle will like reason his way up and down like, "Nope, that's that could be any number of, you know." Mm-hmm. So I find her more in the middle than than them, than either one. Well, yeah, she's she's kind of the balance. Yeah, but Plus she does she's tend to the actual police officer. It's strange how that yeah works out there. Um, so does that make her Lestrade? Yeah, I think she's their Lestrade. That's nice. I like that. Okay, so they go to the funeral, and uh, the wife is Anne. Right, right. And she tells um, she's telling our trio um, that Frederick had a mild case of the flu. And that they went to the show because they were maybe trying to have a kid for like three years and they didn't, you know, what and are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? Uh, but Anne knew nothing, um, but she, Anne didn't know anything was really wrong. Frederick went to the show to appease her and she believes that her husband invoked the wrath of God. Because mm. reasons. She doesn't seem too terribly. Yeah, I thought that too. She didn't seem too terribly put no. out. No. Like, oh, it's awful. So Elias and his sister Jane mm-hmm. show up at the funeral, mm-hmm. and Elias uh, assures Anne that God will reward her for her faith. And he but rec- also he might have smote your your husband. Like that's kind of uh, hey, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> um. So he uh, Elias sees Houdini and recognizes him. Oh, I love your work, and he comments. But Houdini comments on Elias's suit, which is pretty fancy. It very fancy. Pretty fancy. And Elias gets very, very defensive and basically threatens Houdini. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then Houdini invites everyone to watch Elias strike him down. Yeah. Elias backpedals just a wee bit. Yes, he does. Um, he says, it's like, up to God. I'm a distraction. Yeah. And I didn't really realize he was being a distraction quite yet. But of course, because he's such but, a but, ham anyway. But I on my rewatch, yeah. then I noticed Houdini looking at Doyle and doing the eye thing. Like, it was really subtle, though. Yeah, I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, wink, wink, nod, nod, wink, wink, nod, nod. Sure, uh-huh, sure. sure, yeah, go okay. with it. So, um, but Elias says that it's up to God to decide the punishment, and the camera draws back, 
and we see Doyle and Stratton going up to Frederick's body. You know, so, you know, you know, no, to pay their they're respects. paying their respects. They're paying their respects. No, it's a distraction. Doyle finds a tan line on Frederick's wrist and also finds a rash and figures that he could possibly have dengue fever. Okay. Uh, Stratton wonders why Anne didn't mention the rash and she'll ask around at uh, his work. Okay. See if anybody else was sick or anything. And then they kind of wander off and Doyle signals to his to his bud there. Wink, wink. To the bay. And uh, Houdini sees that his friends are leaving. He offers his condol- condolences once more to Anne and leaves. Yeah, then he's like, okay, bye. Okay, thanks. <laughs> See ya. So later at the station, um, Stratton is telling uh, the boys uh, about some other possible victims that she's uncovered. Boy, this right. is moving quickly. Yeah. They're skipping a lot of the stuff, which yeah. I, I kind of appreciate. Yeah, because you don't need that every single time. No, no, especially when you're only doing 10 episodes. Yeah. Uh, Houdini suggests that Elias was responsible and insists that they have to shut Elias down before somebody else dies. Houdini cares. He does. He cares. And this is what Houdini has al- had always done. And that's the thing, though. Houdini does care. Oh, he cares a lot. He masks a lot of it with a lot of bravado. Oh, sure. And, but he really, he's a cinnamon roll. He really is. Um, so they go to another one of Elias's shows because apparently they're just happening at all times. You know. You know, whenever. And uh, one of Elias's bodyguards or... Helpers or something. Uh, doorman, bouncer? Yeah. Maybe bouncer. Uh, but he spots them, and he warns... I don't know how he recognizes Houdini, though. I don't know if he was warned about him, because that he... That could very well be. Because he very specifically warns Houdini. Yeah. And I, he was not at the funeral yeah. for that little show. So, I don't know. I guess anybody would know who Houdini is. Yeah. But yeah. the they would have had to have told him about him. Anyways. Well, if, if Elias got wind of, okay, Houdini's got me in his sights, he's going to try to debunk me. Well, Houdini's a debunker, so. Yeah. so. Anyway. So, uh, the dude tells him, says the dowry shouldn't be there. But Jane, the sister, overhears him and apologizes for the behavior. Says that she's alive because of Elias and his abilities are real. So, the three of them take a seat. And a man sitting next to Houdini complains about his stomach. They probably should not have made him move down a chair then. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, Houdini removes what he claims is a tumor, and he run the guy runs off praising Houdini, and Houdini admits that it's a sleight of hand done with a chicken gizzard, which was pretty gross. Which means that Houdini, the dumb baby that he is, has been carrying around a chicken carrying gizzard. around a chicken gizzard, and the guy's like his pain did not go away because Houdini didn't do anything, so it was purely a demonstration of this is all psychosomatic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what Houdini's been trying. That's yeah. his point here all along. So uh, Elias continues to heal people. Right. On our neat little stage Rather here. dramatically. Yes, he does. And, well, there's uh, one woman walks up there. She's in crutches. And mm-hmm. Stratton's like, gosh, that's one of my neighbors. She's been on crutches she's not, for years. Because Houdini's like, these are all plants. And immediately Stratton's like, she's not because I know her. Yeah. I can vouch for the fact that this woman's been walking around on crutches for yeah. years. And Doyle's like, yeah, yeah, bitch. Yeah, dude. So, um, but Houdini starts vomiting. A lot. His peach or pear chunks or something. It was pretty gross. It was gross. It was pretty nice squares, too. Yeah. Uh, and so he has to excuse himself. He says it's food poisoning. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Stratton's neighbor discovers that she can walk again. Mm-hmm. And Doyle asks to talk to Elias. 
Dun, dun, dun. My poor baby Doyle. So guess what? What? In the next scene, <gasps> we have Elias talking to a comatose Tui. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Not at all. No, not like from three years ago. Yeah. So um, he finishes praying and he tells Doyle that he needs to have faith. And Doyle's like, I got the faith. Fix the wife. And Doyle says, uh, and Doyle says that he does. And Elias tells him to prove it. I'm like, really? Really? The whole point of faith is that you don't have to prove it. It's faith. Can't you take my faith in faith? I know. So Doyle sits down with his wife, who is actually, as we know, is the actor's actual wife, which I thought was fun. Yeah. In a, and tragic. Yeah. Whatever. So he sits down and he starts praying. Mm-hmm. And um, she wakes up. Tells me he needs a haircut. Yep. And finds out she's been in a coma for, oh, six months. It's just. It's a little, just a little of time. Just, just a minute. Yeah. Just a minute. So a doctor comes in, visits, surprised at her recovery, uh, warns that she needs plenty of rest. And Houdini comes to congratulate. That's awesome. That That's was so sweet. really sweet. Yeah. He really is. He was very, he was very excited he for wasn't, Doyle. He wasn't smug or he, he wasn't was like. genuinely. He, yeah. There. Like, um, I'm so happy for you. But while Doyle insists that Elias healed Thule, Houdini's still very, very doubtful and that there's a rational explanation. Yes. Yeah. What was it? Doyle said something about how we must have been faking it for the last couple of years or something. Yeah. It was it was funny. Yeah. Um, but Doyle insists that something wonderful had happened. He's so happy. So Houdini meets with Stratton and she says that Frederick uh, hasn't been anywhere tropical in months. And Houdini suggests that they have dinner again. Stratton's like, yeah, we need to work. We, we, <laughs> we, we're going to work on this case. Yeah. She just wanted some dinner. <laughs> um, so then that night, the uh, the three of them go to the cemetery and have the workers dig up Frederick's body because they really needed the autopsy. Yeah. And Doyle and Houdini realized that Stratton didn't get permission from marrying. Oh, you naughty girl. I love her. She's great. She's ready to do what She's needs to get be done. She's getting shit done. Mm -hmm. So while they wait, uh, Houdini says that he got Tuli's medical records. Mm-hmm. Because apparently just anybody. They'll just hand them out to just anybody. Just to whoever. Any magician walking around. You know. Uh, and he points out that Doyle didn't mention that Tui went, uh, went, went, uh, was part of a, an experimental procedure. Yeah. Uh, that had healed several patients in France. Yeah. Doyle was like, well, you know, that was several weeks ago and it didn't work. But Houdini says, well, maybe it just took time. Maybe it was a delayed reaction. Yeah. And his back apparently is hurting him. Yeah. Pretty badly. And so Doyle looks at it because, you know, Doyle's a doctor. Right. And he's got these nice little boils Ugh. all over his back. That's not food poisoning. Nope. So the next day, there's this doctor and he's taking care of Houdini's clogged sweat glands. I was not aware. I didn't know that was a thing. That was a thing. Um, so he drains the boils and admits that there could be an underlying infection that caused the vomiting, which a severe infection can do that. Oh, absolutely. I've had it ear can fuck with your body in all kinds oh, of ways. Oh, when I was a little kid, I used to have ear infections all the time that made me puke. Oh. Oh, it was terrible. Like twice a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, you know. You poor thing. I was terrible. I mean, if were I that child today, they would have put tubes in my ears, but yeah. they didn't do that. Back then. Back, back in, in the day. Back, back in the medieval ages. <laughs> Um, anyway, but Houdini is sure that the, uh, the autopsy will explain Frederick's death. So Doyle prepares to perform Frederick's autopsy, because apparently you can just do that wherever, on a body that you just dug up from whenever. Right. You know, sure. <laughs> with this big, we left the cemetery with this big gaping hole, like, no big, yeah, it's whatever. fine. And somebody else was digging the hole, so who were they and how much did they pay them? 
<laughs> to dig up the body they weren't supposed to dig up because you know grave robbing is illegal yeah just you know yeah whatever okay so he gets ready to do the autopsy and you notice the corpse's lips moving I don't know what I thought that was, but I, I was not prepared for what happened. Was not, I was not. I know what. I knew what was coming. He did. I knew, knew what was coming. It was going to be a bug of some sort. I was kind of half expecting a spider. But no, it's a beetle. And it's just gross. Just saying. So anyway, I don't understand why that was necessary. Yeah, I kind of thought that was going to be something. Like the bug was going to be, you know... Because uh, I figured, obviously, this guy was poisoned sure, or something. Sure, But I thought maybe the bug would be like, oh, it was, deliv- it was delivered with, you know, the bug indicates. It was just a fucking it bug. It was absolutely. They just wanted to do something gross. That's exactly. That is 100% the reason. They just. That's were- exactly what it and was. I really could have done. I did not feel that this was that kind of show. No, no. We've already had like two people vomiting. I know. Did we really need to up the gross factor? Yeah. At all? Oh, and the boils. Those were lovely. Oh. Because that's, you know, that's nice. Yeah. So anyway, um, so he starts to open up the dude's chest and Doyle just kind of falls down. Yeah. Which was fun. Because something like blurts out. and Yeah. It's like one of those puffer mushrooms. Oh, nice. Nice. So Houdini and uh, Stratton arrive. And they, Doyle's passed out on the floor, so right, of right. course Houdini has to slap him around a little bit. And she, she has asked, to wake him up. She's like, "Can I get? Some, do I need to get some smelling salts?" He's like, "No, no, this is fine. This is fine." Um, so Doyle wakes up and he says, "Oh, we have to get out of this room." And they're like, oh, All right. "Okay." So they get out, and he explains that Frederick was poisoned; that it was uh, cyanide gas or cyanide reacting with the gastric acid. Yeah, a gas. And it builds up in the body. Yeah, he said it's not enough to do me any like real harm but it yeah. was it was you know fatal not to good mis- mr batch not to be confused with cumberbatch, cumberbatch. just saying <laughs> so they go and tell daddy i mean marrying <laughs> um, but dad that, he was you, murdered you notice that gidget really wasn't in this episode yeah he really wasn't kind of made me sad yeah i kind of missed him that play yeah the back and forth um but they had a lot to do in this episode they did so they go and they tell Maring, and he's not real happy that he went behind his back. Doyle's like, you're, you're absolutely right, but um, you will come up with an explanation for how he determined, giving him credit, mm-hmm. that the Frederick was murdered. And Houdini wants an arrest warrant issued for Elias, but Doyle points out that Elias needn't have used poison when he has miraculous abilities. Maring points out that the other heckler's deaths were accidental. Okay. And Houdini leaves. He's got a show to do. Houdini's like, I've just, I gotta go Fuck do this, this shit, I'm out. Yes, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And uh, Maring says, suggests that the obvious suspect in a case like this... Is the wifey. Is the spouse. Yep. Is always, always the spouse. And, and poison I, is a woman's weapon. That's true. Statistically. And eunuchs. Yeah. Um, and cowards. <laughs> Sorry, what? Um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting that the domestic violence in this situation was the woman killing the man. Yeah. Instead of the Not trope the other way of the around. man killing the woman. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's... Yeah. I see what you did there. And then they said that the suspect is the wife as opposed to the first suspect being the husband. So... Yeah. That was kind of cool. So, uh, Doyle and Stratton go to talk to Anne at her house and pointed out that, well, the neighbors said, you know, they heard yelling and glass breaking. 
and you've got a brand new gramophone sitting over there and you recently got a large life insurance payment like and you don't seem upset that your husband's dead yeah, so doyle asks and she's very defensive about it oh yeah so doyle yes to use the restroom <laughs> and he goes in there to sniff at bottles it's great it was this is such a trope can i use your restroom so I was expecting him to go looking through a medicine cabinet or some shit. That's exactly yeah. what he kind of did. Yeah. That's exactly what he kind of did. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a nice pronouncement. Let's just go with that. Thank you. Um, so he finds a notebook and a pencil right there. Yep. Which is where I keep my notebooks in the, in the bathroom. bathroom where they can get wet. Exactly. That's... We okay. all do, don't we? I, don't you? Yeah. Especially the one that contains the recipe to apple fritters. Oh. Okay, anyway, so he uses the pencil and he uses the old, you know, trick and trying to see what words are on it. So he takes it with him. I'm like, dude. dude. He's so excited, though. He really is. So they get outside and Doyle shows Stratton what he found. And he's, he's so proud of himself. One of the words is apple and the seeds are used to make cyanide. And I'm she's like, like oh. no, baby. She's like, yeah, but that one says flour and that one says eggs. And concludes this is an apple fritter. It's for apple fritters. And Doyle's like, I don't like apple fritters. And now I want apple fritters. Who doesn't like apple fritters? Crazy people. Do you know who has really good apple fritters? Who? Panera. Really? I think it's Panera. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> right this second. Okay. Somebody makes really good apple fritters. And I want to say it's Panera Bread. Anyway, so... Anyway, um, how do you not like apple fritters? Uh, crazy Doyle? people. I Doyle know. doesn't like Sherlock, so there's no accounting for taste. That's true. Um, they agree that Anne had the motive and the opportunity. And right? at the funeral, she wasn't terribly upset over her husband's death. Well, he seemed like kind of a dick, so. He really did. Um, but Stratton says that he knows from her mother's experience at her husband's funeral how someone reacts. Um, and Doyle, apparently, she never recovered. So Doyle shows Stratton a pencil from a hotel Mm-hmm. That he found the rosewood. Mm-hmm. Why would she have a pencil from a hotel? A hotel in town. Yeah, like it's called a staycation. Yeah, I know, right, dude? Gosh, don't be judgy. Seriously. So we go to Houdini back at his theater, and he's performing the Chinese water torture cell escape. Right, which we saw in the again. first episode. Yes. And but you know what? He's not coming out this time, which yep. I was kind of relieved because i don't want to see it over and over and over again yeah that's why i was like Maybe okay I'm it better s- be different when you're showing this to me because they did the full the whole like it wasn't quite as belabored as it was the first no. time but they did the one two, two yeah. three. so this yeah. weekend six sad world they <laughs> reveal houdini trapped inside and flory's like bust the glass and yeah goes, with an axe and everything it was great it really was so um we go to the sanatorium and Doyle has brought the kids to see their mommy. Oh. And uh, I was like, this is going to end up hurting me somehow. Yes. I was like, yeah, this is not going to end well. Yeah. I didn't no. think this could last. No. So, oh, I knew she was back out. Yeah. I, without, didn't even know. Yeah. She I was, knew it no, wouldn't last the episode. It would not last. No. I've, I've read that story. No. Yeah. Uh, so a nurse comes in and gives Doyle a note who has to go rush off and see his boyfriend mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. hospital as opposed to his wife in, in the, the hospital. hospital. Right, right. Um, but he explains that Houdini's fever uh, caused a seizure during his performance. And he's amused that Stratton won't go out with Houdini again. Yeah. And she's like, um. Do you know why? Because there was no bet. Was yeah. there a bet in this entire episode? There was not. <gasps> How dare they not have a bet? I know. That's rude. Mm. So, uh, so Doyle suggests that Houdini visits um, Elias, but Houdini's like, nope, I'm going to beat this illness using medicine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Doyle's like, if your fever keeps going, you're going to die. 
Yeah. We don't want, nobody wants that. No. So Stratton shows up and says that Anne was at the hotel uh, the night before she was murdered <gasps> and was with someone. <gasps> da, da, da. Scandalous. I know, right? So our little trio go to a restaurant. This is the scene I was talking about. So they go and see, uh, find Elias at a restaurant. And he's just sitting there at his little table just to eat. And nobody's yep. paying attention. This is a colored man. Yep. In the 19, like 1901. Yep. Or whatever year this is. It's pretty cool. I was sitting there going, this is kind of weird. Yeah. I liked it, though. I did, too. I was really hoping they would continue on, and it's just kept going. I was like, yes. This is how you do colorblind casting. Yeah. Yeah. It Um, was really nice. They explained to him that they found cyanide in Frederick's body, and they know that he met with Anne the night before Frederick died. And Elias is like, yes, I did. Came to see me for prayer and to warn him that Frederick might create a... And she came to... warn him yeah that frederick might create a stir so he admits that he warned Anne that there might be repercussions mm-hmm. and elias points out that he doesn't need poison when he has the powers of god and doyle's like yeah yeah son and houdini happens to have a vial of cyanide right there did you believe him? him oh hell no uh, and he's all like sweaty and he is and it's disgusting and pale and, and i'm like go gross. lay down but it does it was kind of believable. Yeah. So you got to give that actor, yeah, you know, a nod for pulling it off. Yeah. He's a cutie patoot. Um, as opposed to, what was it? There was an episode of Supernatural where Misha was actually sick. Yeah. In the episode. I want to say it was like season five or six. It was pretty early on. He was really, really sick and he kept going and yeah, whatever. Damn, son. I've lost my place. Okay, okay. so uh, Houdini <laughs> offers a vial of cyanide. And he suggests that Elias drink it and prove his divine powers. Mm-hmm. So he does. Nothing happens. Yeah, it was it was, it was was a really bad bluff, Houdini. It was really bad. Dude, wouldn't he have felt so bad if it really was? Yeah. That have been, that have sucked. So he leaves. Dun, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. So Doyle says that Houdini didn't give um, him cyanide. And that the entire thing was a bluff. And he's like, well, yeah, I figure if he's crazy enough to think his powers are real, he'd think, you know, if he's crazy enough, he thinks his powers are real. But he thinks it eliminates Elias as a suspect. Because Elias actually believes that he's doing these things. Yeah. So, and Stratton wants to see if they can link the cyanide to Anne. Doyle says that some uh, pharmacies would stock it for uh, wound treatment. One problem with that. Yeah. Pharmacies is not what they called it. Chemists. They're called chemists. Yep. In the UK. Yep. Or druggists. I've heard that right. used as well. But not pharmacy. No, they're not. Would never have been called a pharmacy. No. Yeah. Okay, so that night at the sanatorium, mm-hmm. uh, Doyle and his wife are playing cribbage. That's what is that is. Kind of boring. I don't know what that is. Uh, have you never played cribbage? No. No, me either. I, I, by me your shock no. tone, I was like, I was going to be you like, you cribbage? have? No. <laughs> No. Weirdo. Uh, no, actually, no, actually, I have played cribbage, long time ago. Was it in school nope. board games class? Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I get nothing. My father actually enjoyed games. Okay. Um, we played a lot of cards, different card games. Mm-hmm. We would play a bunch of different board games growing up. Um. His favorite game to play with me was Chinese checkers because I could almost beat him. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes actually did beat him. Oh, yeah. So he like he liked he liked the challenge. Yeah. And I think we, there was a I want to say that there was a time that we were playing cribbage. Okay. Well, briefly. Alrighty. Yeah. It sounds super memorable. Lots of uh, double solitaire. Lots of yeah. We used to play lots of games. Okay. It was yeah. It's we didn't have the internet back then. Oh God. There you know there there so was so cruel. There was no Nintendos. So cruel. I know, right? Ugh. Yeah. It was Risk, Monopoly, talking to each other, Candyland, your faces, poker, you know, all all the good stuff. So anyway, um, so uh, Tui suggests that they sneak out and have dinner and go for a walk. And I'm like, oh, she's naughty. Well, and also she's like, okay, I'm stir crazy. Yeah, she is. She's a little naughty though. So the doctor comes in and warns her that she still has a long road to recovery. And then the doctor leaves. Yeah. Which that was kind of a useless. Why couldn't Doyle just say that? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he paid a doctor. A, paid an actor for that. <laughs> sure, why not? So Doyle's, but the sets are still beautiful, by the way. They really are They're great sets, and the costuming, the background costumes are just mm-hmm. to die for. They did a nice job. See what I did there? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so Doyle suggests that they have dinner right there. Okay. And Tui wants to dress the part, and she wants to wear the black evening dress. I'm assuming the one from the flashback. That's what I assumed Aww. as well. And Doyle admits that he gave up on her. I'm like, she just wanted a dress. Yeah. That's all she wanted. I'm like, did you burn the dresses? dresses? You just packed them up. And we see later. Can you unpack them? Well, we see later that they were still in the room. Yeah. It's not like he put them in storage or anything. I guess he felt bad. And felt the need to confess. Yeah. So Tui assures him that uh, his faith had brought her back. And (laughs) so we go to Houdini. Who's Yay. suffering from a, he's having a fever dream and has a nightmare of ripping open his boils, which was because apparently we needed more disgusting. Appa- like they went all out this episode. Women wrote this episode. That's true. They're like, yeah, yeah, good. We can do this. And they did. Um, but it was also directed. So by a different person. So, you know, anyway, whatever. It was just weird. It was just very gruesome. I don't know why they needed it. Yeah. Again, it just doesn't feel like that kind of show yeah i didn't know we were gonna go there yeah it's exactly. not what i expected with this thing i didn't expect it either i was like oh, okay so um his mom comes in with some chicken soup because mama because mom's chicken soup cures everything that's right and she tells him to go back to bed and she assures him that he can escape anything even death and mm-hmm. so he tells his mom he's gonna be just fine and doesn't she say something like don't leave me or something like that uh, yeah it gets real sappy mm-hmm. it's kind of sad everybody loves everybody it's fine so the next day, um, Stratton has a report that a um, chemist, I'm going to say chemist, okay, uh, near Elias's hotel was robbed the night before Frederick was murdered. Uh, uh, See, that to me was way more believable than, because um, when they first talked about it, they were like, we can get records from pharmacies and da 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 da. Like half like, the town? I was like, this is not the computer age. That's gonna Those are take paper records forever, and you know you can't just take somebody's records. You've got to like copy them because they still need them. So, but this was a this was a convenient um, way to have like put put their uh, attention on a specific druggist, which yeah. I appreciated because when I was contemplating the whole. Um, you know, possibilities of, well, we can just get the records. I was like, oh, my brain hurts. Yeah. It's 1901. My brain hurts. But at least they cut themselves off there. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. Um, but a long, dark hair was recovered from the broken window. How very Sherlock. It, yeah. How very. Um, it confirms that the thief was a woman. 
and a box of Goa powder mm-hmm. was another item that was stolen. And Doyle's like, ah, I know who it is. I'm like, what? I was like, I don't even know what that is. Uh, squeeze me? Yeah. So the next day, uh, wait, I read that sentence already. So <laughs> <laughs> I just keep losing my place. Uh, Stratton and Doyle uh, go to the tent and accuse Jane of murder. J'accuse. J'accuse. Doyle points out that she has psoriasis, like we would have known that. Yeah. Uh, which is, apparently it's treated with Goa powder. I did not know did that. I was not aware. Uh, but Jane denies it, but Doyle points out the other symptoms, are like her fingers or whatnot. I'm like, um, my mom has had psoriasis for quite some time, and this is not a symptom I've ever noticed on her. Well, and like, okay. It was like, I think it was like brittle nails or something like that, or broken. My mom. I break nails all the time because I'm freaking klutzy. Well, where do you think my nails come from? Yeah. My mom has the same hereditary, long, giant, very strong nails. Yeah. I mean, she has a pretty severe case of psoriasis. Yeah. Um, It's up in the back of her neck and Mm -hmm. hand, and it's pretty bad i mean she keeps it treated as best she can but she has to like wear long sleeves in the sun and yeah i'm like this is what the hell yeah or but i'm not a doctor so and he is whatever so uh stratton points out that jane's wearing a scarf and -hmm. was wearing a scarf the day that they met her Mm -hmm. well scarves are just pretty come on (laughs) and jane points out why you know why would i have psoriasis he elias could could heal me just like he did when i was a child and always like yeah you know he doesn't have any healing powers. And Elias insists that he's healed hundreds of... Because he's shown up by this time. Yeah. So Elias is like, I've healed hundreds of people. And Doyle's like, it's because they believe. And Jane made an example of the ones who didn't. Yeah. Stratton figures that Jane poisoned Frederick when she handed out refreshments during the show. Yeah. Because we saw that. We did see that. No, we didn't. I thought we saw that in... Did no, we they see saw it in the flashback? In the flashback, yes. Oh, okay. We didn't see Just it the now, first time. Just now, but we did not see it the first time. That okay. did not happen. But Jane insists that it's a lie. And Elias tells her to remove her scarf. But she's like, no, not, not going to do that. Not going to do it. No. So Elias steals the gun from his bodyguard bouncer dude. <sighs> and says that he can heal her if he shoots her. Whoa. Yeah, I was like, this went, this escalated quickly. The cray cray level. Yeah. Went way up. Way, way up. Yeah. Um, you keep losing your place. I do. I am so sorry. I'm not good at this. <laughs> Um. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. Jane crying says that he'll kill her. And then after a moment, Elias removes the scarf to reveal the psoriasis upper neck and her shoulder, and it's pretty gross because it is. Sorry. Yeah. Um. She insists that Elias healed people because they made him believe. Um. And because they they made them believe in Elias, and Jane yeah. tells Elias that his faith gave people hope and made them better. And Frederick and the others had to give their lives so that others would believe. Yeah. So this is when Houdini decides to show up. Yeah. Just out of Shouldn't. the blue. Out of the blue. Nope. No reason. And he tells Elias that if he shoots his sister, then he's no better than she is. Yeah. Somebody has to be the voice of reason, I suppose. And it's sad when it's a fever drunk Houdini. <laughs> no. So after a moment, Elias puts the gun down and Stratton places Jane under arrest for murder. And Houdini promptly passes out. He needs to just stop walking into this tent. Yeah. He is. Bad things happen when he goes to this tent. Very, very allergic. Yeah. Um, so Houdini wakes up. Yeah. At the hospital with his boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, so Doyle and Stratton are there. And Stratton says this fever is finally broken and his boils are gone. 
like Yay. wow. Um, she suggests that Houdini subconsciously believed in Elias's powers, but Houdini says that he owes it all to his mom's chicken soup, which is true. Mom's chicken soup is very powerful. What's one of the first things I do when I get sick? Get chicken soup? I do. Oh, you were sick the other day. I said, do you need some chicken soup? Uh-huh, and I got some from a restaurant. There's a couple places that I go, and mm-hmm. I'm just a good old can of Campbell's, and I'm good to go. Yeah. That's all I need. I, much more than that takes work, so... <laughs> Uh, Doyle figures that Houdini went there to, he's like, you went here to, to ask Elias to heal you, didn't you? He's like, you nope. didn't know we were, go- we were coming. Yeah, he's like, nope, I lost a cufflink. And Doyle's like, yep, no. Nope. Totally what it was. Totally lying. Totally. So, um, Doyle goes back to the sanitarium with his little picnic lunch and finds out that his wife has slipped mm. back into a coma. Like we knew was going to happen. But it still hurt. But also, Doyle, I mean, Doyle finds that Elias has been outed as a fraud, mm-hmm. whether he believed, you know, whether he, I mean, he believed he was. Yeah. faith is gone. So, it was kind of, Yeah. Maybe it was sad. It was very sad. So, he uh, goes back home, and he's sitting in his room, and he's crying. It's so sad. And his daughter walks by and Who sees him. Who is great. She, I love her so much. Yeah. And so she sees, she puts a comforting hand on his shoulder and just, there, there. This is sweet. And then she gets up and starts putting her mother's dresses back in the wardrobe. Yeah. And Doyle helps her. Yeah. And that's the episode. So I have a question for you. Oh, dear. Did Houdini get whammied or did he just get like sick in a lot of different ways? I think he was sick. Yeah. I think he was just... You don't think it was... An an infection like that would come across just like that. Yeah. I kept waiting for them to be like, Houdini was slipped something. Like a more definitive... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Frederick drank the little drinky drink at the refreshments there. Yeah. That's what I kept waiting for. Yeah. The boils, I think, were a bit much. But I think the fever and, and infection... I've had... I've had infections to the point that would have been more believable to me. But the dreams. boils kind of yeah, the boils threw it off. Yeah, but I think they just had to be gruesome. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've had fever dreams. They suck. Yeah, they suck. My manager was trying to kill me, and I oh. loved her. Ooh, I loved her. Not good. I was true story. Lived in New Orleans. Was pregnant with my younger daughter, and was very, very, very sick. Mm-hmm. And can't take anything. Can't take anything. And I was like seriously. My temperature was hitting over, like, 104, 105. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And um, it was not, like, easily for me to just get up and go to the hospital. We didn't have a car. Yeah. We had no way to really get there. So we called a friend of ours who was a nurse, and he said, at this point, it's safer for you to take something to reduce that fever than to than yeah. to do nothing. That's going to hurt the baby even more. Yeah. So I... We took us a couple of days, but I was having fever, fever dreams that the manager of the restaurant I worked at was trying to kill me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it was, it was real. How awful. It was real. It was crazy. I was, wow. I was better than any drugs. Dude. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, I can see an infection being bad. Yeah. So, that's what's wrong with my kid, by the way. Oh, there you go. I was sick. So, anyway, that's the end of the show. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was I thought a pretty it was, tight story. I thought it was fun. I thought it was, too. A lot of fun. Yeah. I kind of missed them having a bet, though. Yeah. I wanted a bet. Well, there was a lot with Doyle's wife um, that kind of precluded some of the yeah. cheater elements. Like, they didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. 
but but I, it makes me sad though. I want I, I want a fun show. I know. I don't want the. I want to know more about Stratton. Ooh, I want a Stratton episode. Yeah, I think it's it's high time we learn a little bit more about her. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we've gotten a couple. We, we know. I think we know more about Doyle than anybody. Sure. Because what we've seen of Houdini has been only really glimpses. So we've gotten a lot of Doyle's family life. Um, but we know nothing about Stratton. No, yeah. Where does she live? Is she, I mean, she's single. She's she's not married. We know that much. well to do. Right. Enough where she doesn't have to work. So does she live with her mom? Yeah. See, I wonder what's her what's her Women situation. Didn't live alone. No. In those not generally. Days. So does she live in a uh, women's boarding house? Yeah, or... kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very curious. I would like to see I would more like of to her. See that. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about the previews for next week? We can now. Uh, so what was your guess? seeing those i i know i immediately was thinking spring hill jack i just couldn't remember his name i was like that's the title I was of like, the episode i was like it's jack but not but not ripper. the ripper i was trying that's to text an, it to you that's i was the like name of the episode like, spring hill jack not uh, yeah i saw that i'm so excited it was the costume yeah i was like that's that's him yeah i've played that game yeah, because you actually go him. against him. Yeah, I beat he him. He was hard as hell to beat in Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, he was. God, I felt like I was chasing him for forever. I ended up on top of one of the train stations with him. <laughs> like on the big glass roof. <laughs> I, I hated like, oh those roofs. Oh, my roofs. God. Hated those roofs. They're really hard to run on. Oh, But, God. yeah. So, I'm I'm really excited about Spring Hill Jack. I am, too. Because that's one of those fascinating kind of urban legendy things. Because mm-hmm. um, it predates Jack the Ripper. Yes, and he's actually a myth. Yeah. Where Jack the Ripper is some... I always forget yeah. that Jack the Ripper actually happened. Yeah. Which is pretty cool and freaky at the same time. Scary. I don't like it. Uh, um, but yeah, Spring Hill Jack was, was an urban legend. and um, He so went around I, for a long time. Yeah, so I, I think that's going to be super interesting. I'm excited well, about that. Well, how about next week, you you tell us some Spring, Spring Hill Jack stories. <gasps> I can do that. Yeah. Yay! You can look into that a little bit, and then while we're watching, and when we... Do the recap, and you can tell us what they did wrong. Okay, kind of like I did with um, everything, everything Sleepy else. Hollow. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, and yeah, cool Marvel because that sounds great. Um, so I did want to um before we finish, uh, remind people that they can talk to us. They can. They can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail or they can get us on Twitter at randomtcasts. Uh, they can also find us on. Tumblr. Oh my God. We did it backwards. <laughs> yeah, we did it backwards. On Tumblr at uh, randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. And now on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcast. And because that's a lot of information to remember, you can just go to randomtpodcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. What else can they find on the website? They can find our other podcasts. <gasps> oh my gosh. So many other podcasts. So many other podcasts. We've got, uh, we work on Gotham. Mm-hmm. And Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. We've got both seasons of Agent Carter out there, so you can rewatch it over and over and over again. Yep, it's fabulous. And revel in Peggy's awesomeness. Yes. Um, there's also three seasons of Sleepy Hollow. Yep. And what else? Random movies. Random movies. Yeah, just whatever. And then the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yes, there are. And uh, Thor: The Dark World will be coming out soon. Yeah, it will. So 
There you go. Um, but they can find a couple other new fun things on our on our website like now. What? There is an Amazon affiliate link. <gasps> Whoa. Um, and if you are feeling froggy and want to buy some stuff on Amazon that you would buy anyway, um, click through and use our link and we get a tiny cut of whatever you buy and it doesn't cost you anymore. Nope. Um, it just puts a couple pennies in our pocket and it adds up for like hosting and all that good stuff. And if you're really, really enjoying what you're listening to, you can just make a donation <gasps> and help support us and, and help us pay for, you know, things like hosting because we pay for unlimited. Yeah. So that you can enjoy all the podcasts all the time. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you just came into, uh, you just started one of our shows. We got you know, if we got three or four seasons out there, no big deal. You can listen It'll to any always, of them at any point. Yep. So, yeah. So, that's important to us. And yeah, And we, yeah, we want to provide that. Yeah. For you guys. So, anything else? I think that's it. Just, like, we would love feedback on this. We would. We haven't gotten any uh, Houdini and Dual feedback yet, um, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so. But it, it, it kind of adds a different flavor to... It does. Like we our, love our other podcast when we when we start getting feedback. It's, it's oh the interaction is great. Yeah, fun, it's great. So um so yeah so yeah I'm excited. I'm really excited about next week. I think it's I, I know ho- you I are. really hope it's going to be a good episode. It will be good. I said so. so. Yeah. Yay! Yay! All right. Thank you for listening, Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.